0: Welcome to Cause We're Nerds, the podcast that covers trends into releases in comics, movies, video games, board games, and much more. I'm your host, Caleb, and with me is my brother, Jacob. Hey, Caleb. James Gunn is back as he returns to the MCU and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. What does this mean for Marvel in Phase 4? Find out on this week's episode of Cause We're Nerds. Welcome back, everyone. Jacob, how you doing? Pretty good, Caleb. I
1: don't know why this is completely random, but whenever you said on this week's episode of Cuz We're Nerds, I thought of the Law and Order, the boom, boom thing, like, (laughs) right afterwards.
0: That's totally what that sounded like. This week's episode. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should get a Cuz We're Nerds Law and Order going. Ooh,
1: I like that. I think that's a pretty good idea.
0: I, I would I would love to just be like the voiceover announcer guy, like just with the deep voice. I mean, my voice isn't that deep, but I, I just have so much fun doing
1: that. I mean, it's better than me. I try to do it and I sound like Mickey Mouse. So
0: <laughs> I feel like I you're v- something like everybody loves, though. Right. I mean, everybody loves trying to do the deep voice.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. Just some people are better suited for it than others.
0: <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, man?
1: um well you know nothing much <laughs> um yeah not not much I, I have one thing that i'm gonna say for the what you've been up to because that's the only thing that i've really been up to
0: all right sounds great yeah okay so if if uh you people out there didn't hear the news and didn't see the title james gunn is back in the mcu and if you have not seen this why are you not on twitter instagram or Facebook? Or just the internet in general. I mean, yeah.
1: Personally, my Facebook has been absolutely blowing up with this.
0: Yeah, see, I... <laughs> a dirty little secret. I don't really get on social media except for this podcast. <laughs> <gasps> Caleb. <laughs> yeah, I just... Eh, not my thing, you know? Understandable. Um, yeah, so this this hasn't been blowing up my feeds or anything. But I have seen a lot of opinions about this. If you don't know what's going on, last year in July, James Gunn was released from Marvel and Disney. Uh, He's the guy that directed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. Uh, He was supposed to do Volume 3 as well as lead the Phase 4 of the MCU, and he was released because of tweets that resurfaced from about 10 years earlier, 9 to 10 years earlier, uh, that were pedophilic in nature, um, among other things. If you want more details on that and exactly what happened, we actually have an episode about it uh, on our short-lived news show that we started doing called Cuz It's News. Uh, The episode is Cuz It's News, July 23rd, 2018. You can find that on our regular podcast feed. And if you go to the website, there's actually a toggle that goes between the regular show and uh, the it's News Show. So you can find it on there if you want more details on what happened. But I woke up the other day and Jacob texted me. He's like, James Good is back. He's back, baby. I'm like, what? He said, no way. And I said, yes way. Yeah. This came out of nowhere for me. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting this. What about you?
1: No, not at all. And when I told you, you said, you know, what you always say. Jacob, you know... I mean, are you are you positive? Like, is this a reliable it, source? <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, came it came off Twitter. Are you just so. looking at
0: more things on Facebook again? <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: But, um, yeah, I mean, in my mind, I read it, and I immediately assumed it was real without checking. One, because this whole thing had kind of blown over already. You know, there wasn't a lot of news on James Gunn out there except for about him doing Suicide Squad. And so there wasn't really anything about Disney anymore. So I was like, why would somebody all of a sudden come up with this fake article. But, you know, I listened to my inner Caleb, and I went ahead and checked a few other sources before I texted you. And, uh, yeah, it was still a rumor at that time, but within about an hour or two, they came out officially and said that he was back.
0: Yeah, well, at least James Gunn did. I'm not aware of any communication Disney or Marvel put out. but James Gunn definitely sent out a tweet confirming what everybody was saying, How do you feel about this? I mean, I know that there's going to be people on both sides of the fence, but you specifically, what do you think?
1: Okay, so I have some mixed feelings on this, Caleb, right? So part of me is just genuinely happy because I really like Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and I know that he was set to lead the next phase in the MCU, the kind of cosmic Cosmo phase. And... So I'm excited for that. Cosmo face. You know what I mean. Cosmo and Wanda, you know, fairy pants. <laughs> parents. Um, Not the Cosmo I was thinking. <laughs> but yes, Cosmo the dog, you know, yeah. Um, but so I'm, I'm excited on that part. And I'm excited that he's back because I was really looking forward, you know, to him being um, the first one to go completely through a trilogy because nobody else has done mm-hmm. that in, in the MCU. So that's exciting. That's true. However. Part of me um, kind of feels like this is a bad move on Disney's part. Not for necessarily hiring him back, but I feel like it kind of shows a... Um, I don't know how to exactly put in words, which is sucky because this is a podcast, but um, <laughs> I, I feel like it kind of shows a weak side to them, right?
0: So, Well, I, t- to me, it feels like they just did this whole thing just for show
1: that's exactly that's what I'm saying
0: and why why
1: go through the whole ordeal of having a minority of people uh, want him filed over these tweets that would we've already said these tweets were definitely awful but they were so long ago and he's apologized since then but why go through the whole thing of having a minority bring it up file him only less than a year to bring him back again it yeah I Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. I was just going to say it seems a little weak. It's almost like Disney's like, oh yeah, you know, let's separate. And then they got rid of him and they said,
0: uh, we don't know what to do. Yeah, it, I just... Uh, man, from the start, I was, I was against it because I feel that... I, I know that people need to be held accountable and I know that everything we do can be scrutinized. I get that. I totally understand. I am not apologizing for what he did, but... I feel like when you are giving people leeway to fire you and potentially ruin your career over something that was done 8, 9, 10 years ago, that might not even be relevant to you anymore. That sets a really really bad precedent. So when it all happened, like I was I was against it anyway, but for Disney to come back around cuz they were so much <laughs> against keeping him, at least it felt like that for them to come around and say yeah come back aboard it just feels so weird
1: and it it also feels weird that there was no there was no rumors at first of them talking again or anything it just straightly came out and said he's mm-hmm. back and then he confirmed it an hour too later like how did people not how is there not a leak about this cuz when this first happened when he was fired this was a really big deal so i just want to know why did he approach them did disney approach him you know, who made the decision and why has Marvel not come out or Disney come out and said anything with it? Because when they fired him, they will right out there, you know, and release a statement. But now that they hired him, it seems like they're kind of trying to, I don't know, push it under the rug and just act like the whole thing never happened.
0: Yep, it feels like they're just trying to control their PR side of things. They're trying to look good while at the same time having a good movie. And honestly... This doesn't feel Disney to me at all. I completely agree. I I just, I don't know. I'm glad
1: because honestly, I think the MCU is going to benefit from it. I know they will. But just looking at Disney as a company and not how my interests um, are in this, it just seems like this is not a great decision, I guess. If you're going to fire him in the first place, keep him fired. If you were going to do this the entire time, then never fire him in the first place.
0: I agree. I feel like it would have sent a better message for Disney to stand by him as one of their people that they've worked closely with for, it would have been like five years at that point. You know, it's it's so frustrating to me when you hear all these stories about these rumors coming out about people or even, even like the, in this case, tweets, things that actually happened, and people are just thrown to the curb and it's like, you know, yeah, they messed up, but Where's your loyalty? I mean, this person has spent years of their lives making a movie for you that made you lots of money and is now one of your most popular franchises, and you don't have the decency to stand by him when he messed up or in his time of need. I mean, it it just feels really petty, and it's... I don't know. I've always viewed Disney as this kind of idyllic company that they they put emphasis and... Uh, value on things that matter, right? Family and and virtue and values. And this just, I don't know, it it kind of feels to me like it flies in the face of that. And I'm totally with you, Jacob. If they were going to fire him, fire him. If they weren't going to do it, then don't do it. And either don't say anything about it or stand by him.
1: And here's my issue also is that when they filed him in my head, I completely disagreed, but I justified it as a way of saying, Disney doesn't want to be affiliated with this sort of thing, even though they already knew this is a whole PR move. Well, the problem is, if this is a PR move, or was a PR move, the issue is they've undone everything they did, and they've done even more damage. For example, if they never fired him in the first place, they would have made that entire minority angry, right? But they would have eventually gotten over it. Well, if they did fire him, and they did, then they would have made a lot more of the majority of fans angry at them, which they did. But now doing both of these is they fired him and there were a lot of majority of fans that were really mad at Disney. And now they brought him back, which is also going to make the minority mad. And I feel like doing this, they just ended up upsetting more people in total than they would have if they would have just stuck with one decision.
0: I, I agree, except for what you said earlier. It does feel like they're trying to sweep this under the rug. I don't feel like this has gotten the media attention that it should or or that definitely when he left um and so I, I think that while there would be people that are upset i don't know if they're gonna know about it unless they're just out there looking for it i mean that's that's true
1: especially because the only reason it's all over my feed is the pages that i follow if you if you aren't specifically um affiliated with any pages or um items that this would directly relate to i don't know you know like you I, walking down the street or something you wouldn't know because before it was in the news it was in the newspapers I remember it was on magazine covers wow I slowed my words it was on magazine <laughs> covers and it was everywhere and now I even went to the store the other day and I was curious I went to Walmart and I looked at the magazines because I remember when he was filed, it was on the cover of some and I looked and there was nothing I mean the Kardashians were there but they are always on there so
0: <laughs> but no. um
1: Yeah, it just, I don't know, it feels really odd. I'm, overall, I'm glad, but um, it just seems like a weird company move to do.
0: Yep, totally agree. I am definitely happy he's back, and that's what we're here to talk about. James Gunn is back, but what does that mean for the MCU, for Marvel Phase 4, and now for Suicide Squad? Because as you mentioned, in the interim, when he was fired and now brought back, he was hired to write the new uh, Suicide Squad movie, and I'm not sure if it was ever announced for sure that he would direct, or if it was just reported that he would direct, but everything I'm seeing is indicating that he was going to, slash is going to, so I guess that is part of it as well.
1: Yeah, and it's um it's interesting. I think it was a good move by DC to pick him up, Um, you know, especially after everything happened, but it's interesting how he's going to still, as I know uh direct or walk on both movies because I'm pretty sure both these movies um I mean both these movies are relatively big movies and if I'm not mistaken the release date is kind of close to each other right I know Suicide Squad got pushed back and then moved forward again and then pushed back again but isn't Guardians of the Galaxy release date supposed release date close to Suicide Squad
0: so, I don't know what the release date for Suicide Squad is, but Marvel has set several dates, but they haven't said what they are. So, like, any anyone that says, oh, this date is for this, that's just speculation. Anything past um, Spider-Man Far From Home has not actually been stated okay. for what film it is. Okay. Um, well then, when, yeah. when, what's, the, what's the release date for Suicide Squad?
1: I knew you were going to ask me as soon as I started talking about it, and I should have looked it up. Keep talking, because I'm literally typing it in as we speak.
0: <sighs> Man. All right. Uh, I have nothing to say. Uh, I don't know what to say. My throat hurts, actually. It's kind of hard to talk. I don't know what happens. I feel like I just talked a whole lot today, and my voice is like getting scratchy or something. It, it kind of hurts. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Okay. Thank you, Caleb, for that.
1: Um, So it has a tentative release date of August 2021.
0: That's, that's late. There's no way it's, I think, I think it's going to be released next year. So
1: the, the thing that I had foresaw, okay. So like this, this is the specific thing that I'm looking at, but I mean, this is not true at all, but just what I'm looking at, uh, it says that the tentative release date, you know, of Suicide Squad is August, uh, 2021, according to THR, which is not super reliable, but, um... And it says that puts a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 release at around 2022 at scheduling earliest as possible. Which seems really late for that,
0: too. But Well, I mean, Guardians 3 was always going to be pushed back when they got rid of James Gunn. I mean, even if they brought in someone else to replace him, it's just not going to be enough time. And now definitely that they've brought him back and he's working on Suicide Squad, there's no way that they'd be able to swing a movie really any earlier than that because in my mind he's writing Suicide Squad he finishes this year maybe production starts later this year for a release date next year even if he started next year on Guardians 3 at the earliest it'd be 2021 but I don't think it would be put through that fast so I think it would be 2022
1: hmm it just seems interesting because I know well okay so I know the majority of our episode is on Marvel let's talk about DC for a second so with I mean, him, we were <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> you know what I mean, like majorly. So with James Gunn directing the new Suicide Squad movie, which is really confusing, Caleb, because we were talking about it the other day. There's a whole lot of rumors about this movie, um, and nobody really knows what it's going to be. Will Smith, just
0: like the rest of DC's <laughs> movies, you're
1: right. Will Smith dropped out, and there's a rumor that Idris.
0: Idris. Idris I, Elba. I, Idris Elba is gonna I'm run- doll. what? Luther. Some other movie he's in.
1: Sure. Um, is going to replace him. Um Ben Affleck has officially dropped out as playing Batman. Uh I don't know if that's set for after the Batman movie or beforehand. So like what's what is this a complete reboot? Do you think it's gonna be a complete reboot? Do you think it's gonna be a soft reboot? What do you think's gonna happen with this?
0: Uh, man, that's hard to say. What I think is going to happen is it's going to be a movie that is completely standalone. Uh, that might bring back some of the actors from the previous ones, like Margot Robbie. But it, it's going to be standalone so that it doesn't need the other movie. But if they wanted to bring characters from the other movie back in the future, I think it's going to be set up in such a way that they could. But here's, here's my thing. So o- almost like a spinoff, I guess. Okay. But
1: here's my thing. Let's say uh, Mongo Vobby meets Deadshot in this, right? Do you think they're going to know each other because they already knew each other in the past movie, but it's played by a different actor? What? Or you think they're just going to try to not address it and just like play it off like it could be either way?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they'll address it. I think this will be like a first class scenario where it's it's just a standalone movie.
1: Okay. Interesting. I think, honestly, that's probably the best route to go. I know that Suicide Squad didn't do as well as they wanted it to, and especially with everything happening, with actors dropping out and everything, I, I don't think you can build up on the movies that you already have considering that the foundation is already crumbling.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, because the, the problem, is if you reboot it, is that what's canon anymore? Because Suicide Squad was connected to Man of Steel, Man of Steel was connected to Batman and Justice League, if you say it's not canon, then either none of it's canon, or the Suicide Squad now exists in its own little pocket universe, or they're going to do something completely weird where it's all canon moving forward, but none of the old stuff was canon, even though they're bringing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what?
1: I was just laughing. I was thinking, um, those movies, didn't X-Men do that? Where it's like half of them, like yes. that, that happened, and then the future yes. did. And then, uh... Yes. No sense at all. Anyway, makes me want to watch that TV pilot again.
0: Generation X, yes. Get get on that that red jumpsuit with those oh man, I don't know foam pads on the shoulders. Yes, yes. Oh man, but um, what a movie.
1: Yeah, I. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, Gunn does with this movie. I think it'll definitely be better than the last one. I wasn't a huge fan of the last one, so it wouldn't take that much more to make it better. Uh, for me, at least. But, yeah, it's it's interesting, because I always see him in more of a... Well, I mean, we've seen... His Guardians of the Galaxy movies are more... comedic. And I think Suits That Squad is comedic, but I think it also has a little bit of uh, seriousness that I'm not accustomed to in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Hmm. And I, it's just going to be interesting to see if he just takes it a completely different route or if he tries to have the same feeling that the first one had.
0: What would you like to see out of a new Guardian or Guardians, a new Suicide Squad movie? Okay. Like, like what, like, Roster and tone, like what would be your ideal Suicide Squad movie? Okay, so the roster that they had in the first one, I
1: actually really liked the roster. Um, I think there was definitely some characters that they just threw away, like the guy I don't remember his name, but he used the boomerangs, um, mm-hmm. whatever his name is
0: Captain Boomerang, yeah,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they just kind of used him as a throwaway character, and I think that's a waste. I don't think characters that. Um, have a name like that shouldn't be because he's not super popular but I mean people know him obviously not me because I couldn't name him but um I I like the cast I like the roster in the first movie I would like to see maybe or definitely a different villain I didn't really like the villain in the first one personally I think they tried to go too big and it was hard because only one of the people on the Suicide Squad could actually even affect
0: the villain. Yeah, was it even really a villain?
1: Yeah, I know. It, it was just, it was really weird. I want a clear distinction. I really liked Amanda Waller in the first movie. I like how she was portrayed. I would like to see that again. But I would like more of a clear distinction, and I would like to see uh the Suicide Squad themselves kind of deal with that good versus evil within themselves some more. Uh. I mean, because they all bad mm. guys, but, you know, they're being made to do good. So that would be interesting. I would like to see a bit more of the Joker interact with him.
0: Do you want to see the same Joker or a different <sighs> one? I don't know. Here's my problem. I liked, and I, I'm, a, I'm
1: in the minority here. I definitely think I'm in the minority. I liked Jared Leto's Joker with Ben Affleck's Batman. I really liked it. I felt like they fit well together. My favorite Joker of all time, obviously, is Heath Ledger's Joker. But I think that Heath Ledger's Joker would have not fit with Ben Affleck's Batman. The tone was just different. The feeling was different. Just the overall portrayal of the Batman would have not fit with that Joker. So I think that... Jared Leto does a really good job, but now that Ben Affleck's not Batman anymore, I don't know what I want. I'll have to wait to see who's casted, because we've seen so many different Jokers from, you know, super just funny and comedic all the way down to incredibly dark, and I don't want incredibly dark, I don't think, and I don't want super, super comedic. I want kind of a halfway point, you know? Okay. Like, I know I probably really didn't answer that question, <laughs> but <laughs> it's 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 because I can't. If if I just say right now without knowing any other new any other um information, I would say take. Okay, okay, take Jared Leto's Joker with the darkness and the creepiness that he has, um, and keep that level but throw in a bit more comedic side like Jack Nicholson's Joker and kind of meet in the middle and don't have him looking like like a, I don't know, like a gangster. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that.
0: Okay, okay. What, what what about you? Well, to be honest, I didn't hate that Joker either. Uh, I, I think people hated on it way too much. My opinion of that version was that He was not on screen long enough for us to really form an opinion about him or who he is. I think that he could have been really interesting. I think that there's been enough takes on the Joker over the years that that one is not that far out of the question or even the equation. Like, it's very similar to a lot of other versions with some slight slight twists. So I would have liked to see what he could do in either a solo movie or a sequel to Suicide Squad, something like that, I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I think they're either going to end up recasting the Joker or changing him completely or maybe even just abandoning him because most of the projects that they had with him attached or supposedly attached uh, have, again, supposedly been canceled. That's part of the issue with DC and WB. We have no real idea where they're going or what they're doing. And to be honest... I don't think they do either. <laughs> I I completely agree. I um I don't know. I, I would
1: like to see him a little bit more, but I unfortunately don't think we will, like you said. Um but then again, I also didn't think half the things that were gonna happen in the DC were gonna happen and they did, or I didn't think they would oh wait. Oh I
0: did think they would and they would. <laughs> I did think they would. Or maybe I didn't, or maybe I did, <laughs> the point but wait, is, I didn't.
1: It's anybody's guess what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So so here's another question then. If you were in charge of the DCEU as it stands right now, same movies are in development, uh, same movies have come out, so exactly how it is now, what would your next step be? Okay, I...
1: Are we talking about um what movies would I get rid of, what movies would I keep, what would be canon, All what, it. wouldn't it be canon? All
0: it. What what direction would you take it? How would you steer the ship?
1: Okay. Okay. I think it I think in order to fix uh the DCEU quotations around it, um, a lot needs to be done. I think Man of Steel was a fantastic beginning. I think nothing needs to be done with either the Man of Steel movies. I think that Wonder Woman was fantastic. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Said, either of them? I count Batman versus Superman, but <laughs> no. Heal me out. Heal me out. Heal me out. Okay. So that's
0: that's that's Aquaman. I pulled him out of the ocean. He's dying. Oh, that makes a lot of he sense. He can't breathe. There. <laughs>
1: he's, he's not part of the royal family anymore. <laughs> um. <coughs> oh no. <coughs> and that, now you've done it. Good job. <coughs>
0: Oh, that's not good for my throat.
1: No, not good for the podcast <laughs> either. <laughs>
0: um okay, Don't le- mute that. Actually, let
1: me let me don't tell me what to do. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> um You almost made me spew my water everywhere. That'd been hilarious. I'm gonna keep that entire thing in now. Um <laughs> Okay,
1: okay. Let me restart. This is what I would do, okay? Man of steel keep. I like it. We're gonna leave Batman versus Superman right now. The problem with that one is I think they introduced it too soon. So I'm gonna move that movie. I'm gonna act like that movie never even happened. Right? That's just that's just not even canon anymore. Right? We're gonna pull an X-Men. Um, keep Wonder Woman. I think they should have uh I think an they need a individual Batman movie really badly. He's one of the main characters of the DCEU And without him having his own movie and him being able to shine specifically in a lead role spot throughout an entire film, I think we're really lacking in, uh, what we can see him do and some, um, just randomness that is about him right now. So I think definitely I would have an individual Batman movie. So that would mean Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman had their own movie. I think the Aquaman movie was fantastic. Uh, I would have kept the Justice League movie, I guess, but... <sighs> okay, here's my issue, Caleb. This is the hard thing. In order to fix the DCEU, in my mind, they need to restart. And I hate saying that because they have had some great movies, but the order of their movies are just not good. They're, they're really not. If it was up to me... And I was completely restarting. I would have had Man of Steel. I would have had Batman. Then I would have had Wonder Woman. I would have had a team up movie with them three. Where they end up meeting maybe the Flash or Cyborg. And bring them in. The after credit scene introduces the other um, character that they didn't have in that movie. Which leads into... Let's say it was Cyborg wasn't in that movie. It leads into Cyborg's own individual movie. Which leads to a Justice League movie. Um... And eventually just have that team going on and then eventually introduced Green Lantern. But the way that they have it now is kind of like if you were counting to five, instead of saying, you know, one, two, three, four, five, what they've done is they've gone one, four, two, five, three. (laughs) And it just, it doesn't make sense. And in order for it not to be confusing to fans and even people that are not fans, they just need to just completely stop what they're doing
0: in my opinion okay you've got a really different take on that than i thought you would um i i don't think that there's anything wrong with the order that they release their movies okay i definitely think there's something wrong with how they're doing it in terms of the quality um definitely early on and and kind of their whole strategy because their strategy seems to be Throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. Most of it didn't. Oh, no, now we're in shambles. What are we going to do? Wonder Woman worked. Let's go that way. You're (laughs) not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so my strategy would actually be similar to yours. Actually, I would keep Man of Steel. I would keep Wonder Woman and I would keep Aquaman. I would throw everything else out because everything else is either really bad Batman to be Superman. I mean, I mean, the murderous Batman. Come on. That's like that's that's his one rule. That's his one rule. Well, you broke his one rule. Yes, but... It, through the whole movie. But, but, see, I thought that
1: way at first, but then you look at the history of Batman. Whenever he was first made, he killed people. He killed around Doesn't guns. matter.
0: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is, I, Batman, as we know it, has not been a killer. Okay. He is not a killer, and the fact that he is not a killer is one of his defining traits. Same as Spider-Man. Spider-Man is not a killer. Has he killed in the past? Yes, I think every hero has, but he is not a killer. That's one of his defining features. So all, all that Batman v Superman stuff, take that out. Justice League, trash, take it out. So you start with Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. What I would love for them to do, which they would never do, I would love for them to go back and recut Aquaman and they don't even have to touch Wonder Woman actually. Recut Aquaman to remove the references to Justice League, because there aren't that many. You could take them out really easily. Oh, yeah. Um, and from that point on, continue on. You can still do your solo movies. But what I would like to see is... One thing that DC's done that's really cool, I think, is that they've done the opposite of Marvel. Marvel came in and has like, built the universe from the ground up. DC came in and said, No, 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 no. Our universe is already here. Things have already happened. This is what's going on. And I think that's a really great way to to twist what Marvel has done. So I would like to see them take that a step further. And so you've got those three movies. The next one comes out. It can be a solo movie, but the Justice League is already a thing. It's like Justice League Unlimited at this point where okay. a bunch of heroes are part of it. But it's like a rotating roster. You know, whoever's around can go help out or if there's a world ending threat. They can all come together, but they don't have to. So you can still have their individual stories. Send Superman off to space. Do a space Superman movie like we've never gotten because I don't understand why. Do that. Do a really gritty detective Batman movie. But also, if he's got a problem, he can call up his buddy The Flash and get him over there in a flash if he needs him. You know, like kind of what Marvel has done in phase three with the team ups mm-hmm. between the characters. Bring that in. And just make it a more fully formed universe. And that's kind of what I would do going forward. I think that their spin-off movies that aren't connected are also a really great idea. Like with the Joker movie coming out, I would still do those. But, I mean, come on. Play to your strengths. Don't do all this other stuff.
1: I agree. I will say uh, two big things that I think I would definitely change is stop the, the absolute total destruction in all of the movies Yes. Every movie has to have everything absolutely obliterated, and that's not how that works at all. Um, yes, I some destruction is nice and very plausible to happen, but you don't need to go overboard. Like in Man of Steel, everything in Metropolis was, you know, ash. That There's no need for that. Um,
0: they all end with a lot of destruction and or a giant gray monster. Yes. <laughs> like Like legitimately, seriously, except for Aquaman. No, you're totally right. I was laughing because you're right. Yeah, and
1: then oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Also, I feel like DC is really missing out. One thing that I've always loved with DC that Marvel, in my opinion, has not done as well of a job at. Okay, English. That Marvel has not done as good of a job with is those sidekicks. I love DC's sidekicks, and I love the the interactions and relationships between the leaders and the sidekicks themselves, and I like how the sidekicks ultimately end up becoming their own heroes, right? So, again, going back, if we were talking about it, I would absolutely love to, in in each individual movie, solo movie, maybe introduce a sidekick, have them for two or three movies, um, introduce Robin, uh, introduce Dick Grayson, and have him ultimately become Nightwing, and that way, if fans get tired of the whole Batman Uh, solo movies lead on to Nightwing, have him go on, have him create, you know, the Teen Titans, or kind of like Young Justice, what we see now, how the Justice League and Young Justice work together. I would absolutely love to see that, and I feel like that's something that they haven't really done much with. They've started in Batman vs. Superman and shown Robin's costume, you know, destroyed by the Joker, but they never really went into it, and Mm -hmm. I get that they were probably saving it for a later movie, but The problem is, if you're saving something like that for a later movie, you need to have a plan. And since they didn't have a plan, it just crumbled, and now we'll never get to see what they were going to do with it. And that really makes me upset.
0: Mm -hmm. I I don't want to keep going with this for too long, but I do want to say that I totally agree with that, and I think that how Titans handled at least the relationship between the two Robins is a really great example of how that can be done. I think the relationship between Dick Grayson and Batman could be Altered a bit, but in terms of how you bring those other characters in and how there's multiple iterations, as far as I know, that's the I'm just realizing that's the first live action version of um, a sidekick that has multiple iterations in yep. any of the DC stuff. Yep. All right. Yeah. Cool. Let's jump- <laughs> I didn't mean for this to be a DC episode, but let's jump over to Marvel now. Um, so. Assuming that he goes and he writes and he directs Suicide Squad and that comes out, he's then going to move on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which he already wrote at least a script treatment for. I don't know if it was a completed script or a completed screenplay, whatever it was. Uh, And then he's going to direct that movie as well. My big question with the Marvel stuff is, originally, he was going to be guiding Pretty much all of Phase 4. Phase 4, the idea was to go more cosmic. And I think we've seen that between what Doctor Strange does. Because that stuff's kind of psychedelic. But I would also kind of classify it as cosmic. Especially what he did in Infinity War. We've seen it with Captain Marvel. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel is doing the Eternals, which are space-based. Um, They might be doing a Nova movie. So, so all these things that are very tied to the space realm. Which is... What James Gunn really kind of established in the MCU, and he was going to be directing all that. So, my question is, is he still going to be doing all that? And if so, how much? <clears throat> okay.
1: So, my thought is that he is most definitely, I think the plan is straight back to where it was to begin with. In fact, me personally, I think that's why Disney bought him back. I don't think they were as worried for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think they wanted him back to lead the MCU into where it was going to go beforehand because it's one movie. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is one movie. They could have easily found someone else and if they wanted to keep their, you know, decision made, they could have easily found someone else to do it and yes, it might not have been as good but it still would have made a ton of money but bringing him back, I think, is ultimately for the long haul. It's not just a one-time thing. It's not for just the one movie, but ultimately to bring in that entire cosmic phase and to really just project them um, into it and not and not make Disney have to, you know, kind of step back and help the MCU with, okay, well, this was our plan, what's our backup plan, and have to reorganize everything they already had organized.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that that was a really big part of bringing him back because James Gunn is really good at what he does, and he is very passionate about it. And I think if you bring him in to oversee an entire phase, he is going to do it right. And while the Rusa brothers haven't said that they're done with Marvel, they do seem like they're definitely going to be stepping away to take a break and rest and probably do some other films after Endgame, which makes sense. That will be their fourth Marvel movie back-to-back that they've done. And two of them are the biggest movies of all time, mm-hmm. so definitely go off and take a break. And you have someone like James Gunn come in that you really trust uh, to steer the 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 slate of movies coming out. Um, and and I, I totally think that that's why. I'm curious if I'm curious how involved he's going to be because you know Joss Whedon did Avengers and then he kind of oversaw Phase Two, but what that really amounted to was. Not much. Reading the scripts, giving some notes, maybe uh, trying to get the characters where he wanted them to be for the beginning of Age of Ultron, which really didn't end up meaning anything because it felt like they all took a step back anyway. Um, So I I don't really want that. I would like him to actually have a little bit more input than that. That said, I don't want him to be doing everything because I don't want it just to be the James Gunn show.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now, are you talking about phase for the cosmic phase, are you excited for it to lean more to the space realm, or are you, like, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Um, oh man, I'm, I've got mixed emotions. Originally, I was really into it. I didn't love Captain Marvel. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. It's the last episode we released. Um, and I think because of that, I've, I haven't soured on it, but I'm not... I'm not as excited for a potential cosmic phase, if that makes sense. I think there's some really cool stuff out there. And I I think what is exciting is because Marvel is getting Fantastic Four and X-Men back, Fantastic Four especially has massive, massive, massive cosmic ties. And that stuff I would love to see. I would love to see the Silver Surfer. I would love to see Galactus. I would love to see Eternity. I would love to see Annihilus, you know. All those sorts of cosmic entities, cosmic beings, that stuff, awesome. The rest of it that I know they're doing, I'm not so sure. The Eternals, they're going to have to sell me on that. I don't know a whole lot about them. They seem very generic to me. So that's going to be something that they're going to have to come out of the gate with. And it's going to have to be very strong. So I, I don't know. I What I really want, to be honest, isn't necessarily cosmic. It's just more weird stuff. Doctor Strange level stuff like Infinity War Doctor Strange, not solo movie Doctor Strange. Mm. I want that kind of weird stuff, whether it's cosmic, whether it's magic, whether it's alternate dimensions, whether it's science. I don't care, but we've primed ourselves at this point. We know what that stuff is. We know how to understand it. We know what a multiverse is, especially with Into the Spider-Verse coming out. That could totally lean into a multiverse angle. And all that stuff would be great. That's kind of where I wish they would go. Okay. I I don't know. I have
1: mixed feelings on it too. I have not seen Captain Marvel yet still. I'm planning on going tomorrow. Uh, so by the time this episode comes out, I will have seen it. But I don't know. I think it would be a nice change of pace. But I have a lot of worries. Um, one of my big worries is that I'm afraid if they go to Cosmic that – they were going to lose the connection to the characters. And what I mean by that is right now with all of the heroes being on Earth uh, and being, a lot of them are just regular people. You know, Iron Man, War Machine, um, Hawkeye, uh, Black Widow. A lot of them are just normal people with extraordinary skills. And I think that really allows, Iron Man, I think that really allows people to connect with them um, On a really personal basis, but I'm afraid that if they go too cosmic that, yes, these things, these heroes may appear humanoid still, but they won't be actual humans. And I'm worried that part of that is going to make you lose that interpersonal uh relationship that you can have with some of these characters on screen. And I also am really afraid, I... I like how Marvel has a certain level of realism in their movies. Um, Yes, all of the movies, you can't believe everything in them. But when you're watching it, you definitely, you know, they're in specific areas that you know. You know, they've been in Atlanta. They've been in Africa. They've been in these different places that you know specifically. And you can see and you're like, hey, that's in the real world. And with some of these characters not having uh actual superpowers, it allows you to be like, this could happen to a certain extent, obviously. Um, so those are, those are just a few of my worries with it. Something I am excited for is in the MCU right now, we do have a couple superpowers. But they are so – well, with Captain Marvel now, we have more. But before Captain Marvel, we didn't have a not, lot. Not,
0: not really. She doesn't have that many powers that Does aren't she already right? in the MCU. Okay.
1: Okay. I haven't seen it yet. But I was thinking, we don't actually have that many superpowers. I was thinking about it the other day. Yes, we have Doctor Strange with magic. We have the Hulk. We have Captain America who is, you know, buffed up with a super serum. But I, I don't know. I, mo- mo- most of them are punchy people. <laughs> yes, yes. And with the exception of Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. So I think it'll be really, really cool to see some more superpowers, maybe get some more people that can fly, you know, have some people with just these unique abilities that we haven't got to see so far, and I think the cosmic phase could really bring that out, and that's something I am ecstatic for. I am so excited, and I would love to see some more, like, space battles, like Gonza of the Galaxy. I would love to see people flying around in space, you know, having a fight, not even in ships, but just people like Captain Marvel being able to fly outside of ships and fighting in space and I think Marvel could do a really really good job with that Um, and I'm just I don't know I think that's the thing I'm the most excited for is Mm -hmm. the possibility of space battles not like Star Wars necessarily more scaled down um, but also the opportunity to bring in more superpowers like we see in Justice League Unlimited since they're in space. You see all those different people. And I love that. So I don't know. Those are a couple of my worries. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with some of the things you said. And I disagree with others. I don't know if you saw. But there was a thing released today. Where Kevin Feige has dubbed this entire first part of the MCU. Phases 1 through 3 are dubbed the Infinity Saga. Okay. Which is a very fitting name. But I've had a concern that... Endgame is going to feel like the end game. Like, how many people are going to take this as their jumping off point? You know, are they not going to pay attention to Marvel movies anymore? Because this is the culmination of everything. I think they've tried to be smart with that by introducing new characters. Some of them have worked, like Doctor Strange, a lot of people like him. Some of them haven't worked as well, like Ant-Man. Uh, but then, of course, you know, we've got, like, the Black Panthers, which was wildly popular. So... I'm, I'm concerned about that. I am definitely looking forward to more powers because you're right. There's not that many powers in the MCU. They're all very punchy, flyy, like very basic powers. If you look at the comic books, there's all kinds of powers, especially with the X-Men. I think that's part of why we haven't seen them. A lot of those crazy powers are more in that realm. Uh, and so that definitely looking forward to. But you mentioned that you're afraid people won't be able to connect to the characters i don't i don't really agree with that for three reasons let me name them (laughs) guardians 1 2 and thor ragnarok (laughs) okay (laughs) all of which take place in space and all of which are loved very much guardians volume 2 not as much as the first one but people really like those movies and Guardians has um, Peter Quill, which is a human, but Thor doesn't have any humans in it. I mean, you know, and people still loved that movie. So I get your concern. If they aren't careful with it, it could definitely go down that route. But I have faith in Marvel. This is just something that they haven't come across before. And I really hope that they're conscious of the fact that they need to do something different. I'm glad that they have said this is the Infinity Saga because that really makes it seem like the stones are going to be done with after game, which I, I think they should be. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've said before, my prediction is that one of the heroes is going to get the Infinity Gauntlet and they're going to use it to bring back everyone. They're going to try to use it to bring back everyone. It's not going to be able to it's going to bring back some of them. That's how we're going to get some of our heroes back. The gauntlet is going to shatter. Because we saw in the last one, it looked real messed up after he used it. Although in the promo pictures they've been releasing, it doesn't look so bad. But Yeah, anyway. that's what I was about to say. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's actually like that. Because sometimes they'll change it for promo pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's going to shatter. I think all the stones are going to get destroyed at that point. And I think that's going to kill the person that does it. And maybe someone dies to get that person to the gauntlet to begin with. So that's two people permanently dead, um, and some of the people that disappeared by the stones are coming back. Obviously Spider-Man, people like that. But um, I'm glad that it seems like those are going to be gone, because we need something else. You can only use something as a plot device for so long, and it's been great, but 11 years is enough. Let's find something new. I agree. Now,
1: I have a couple questions, though, about the cosmic phase for you, Caleb. One, let's say, let's say, endgame comes, okay, and they kill. I don't know. Let's just say Iron Man, okay. I personally think a lot of characters are gonna die, but let's just say Iron Man. Do you think that they're gonna come in and introduce a character to take his spot, like maybe War Machine step up in the Iron Man spot, or maybe um, is it Iron Heart, the female version that's new, or
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: come in, or do you think they're just gonna kind of let that character? die off and not do
0: anything else i think it depends on the character i think for iron man you could definitely let him die off i think war machine still being around is enough of a similarity that you could keep him without him actually becoming iron man but someone like captain america i think that the way it's been presented in the movies is a mantle He's kind of put up on a pedestal, as we see in Winter Soldier, how he's in a museum. You know, he's an icon. Iron Man isn't as much of that. So I could see someone stepping into the shoes of a Captain America. But any of the other characters, I don't really see that happening. I think it would feel off. I think it would feel weird. I think they need to, if they're going to retire those characters, retire them. And if five, six years down the road, they want to bring a a version back, do that. But don't do it now. Okay.
1: Okay. So let's say Captain America dies. Would you rather see uh, Falcon or Winter Soldier step into that mantle?
0: That's a good question. Um, Both have done it in the comics. And it's something that I think could go either way. My gut says I would rather Bucky Mm do it because I think that's more personal. I think that... I mean, I was reading an article today. And one of the comments was, you know, everybody keeps talking about these characters dying, but has anyone talked about what their last words should be? Like if Captain America dies, what should his last words be? And one of the suggestions was he's laying in Bucky's arms and he says, this is the end of the line. Because in the first movie, he oh, says, I'll yeah. be with you till the end of the line. In the second movie, he brings that up again. This movie, that would be a really great through line. And I think their connection is really one where he could step into that role and become the new Captain America. I think from a visual standpoint alone, you would want to leave Falcon as Falcon because his powers are different. He can fly. And if he becomes Captain America, I don't think they'd give him that flight. I think they did in the comics, they did. but it's I I don't think that that would that transition would work well in the movies.
1: I agree. Also in the comics, they gave him kind of like a holographic shield. It wasn't like the actual shield, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, So I agree. I would really like to see Bucky in there. Um, I know we're getting a bit later, so I'll just go ahead with these questions. Um, Are you worried that with this cosmic phase coming... Well, first, let me ask this. With this cosmic phase, do you think more movies are going to be happening off Earth? Or do you think more cosmic things are going to be coming to Earth?
0: No, I I think we're going to be going to space a lot more. I think we will still have some movies that are either set on North Earth or have a tie to Earth. But I think we're going to very much be venturing outside of Earth into other planets and galaxies. Okay,
1: so are you worried about the characters that are strictly humans with no abilities being able to do anything? I mean, look at Black Widow. Against Thanos, she can do absolutely nothing. Um, You know, Hawkeye, if we're facing more cosmic threats and things like that, these characters that have no abilities are really just going to be almost like civilians. They won't be able to do much.
0: No, I don't have an issue with that. I think that the way to handle that is just don't focus on them. And if you want to focus on them, they've got the Disney Plus streaming service coming out. That would be a great place to put a focus on those characters because they're not that many special effects you've got to use for them. I mean, they've already got a Loki show in the works for that and things like that. So I would say... No, leave them out of it. Move on,
1: you know? My thought was it would be really cool if they kind of do what DC is doing a little bit, where their main focus of the MCU is cosmic, but they also have these smaller movies where Black Widow and Hawkeye are still dealing with threats on Earth. Yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome.
0: Um, Okay. I would also love to see an Elseworlds, well, that's DC, a what-if, Mm. Line of movies from Marvel
1: that'd be really cool. Um,
0: I don't think they'll ever do it. I think it's too confusing. They do have a "What If" TV show in the works for Disney Plus, but I don't think that's connected to the MCU. Is it animated? I think it's, just, I think it's animated. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I would love to see that in movie form. Either "What If" something, so we got a different version of the story that we won't ever be able to get because of the way things have played out in the MCU, or just things that we've never seen before in the movies or the comics. That would be really cool, you know. Like, um, what if Tony Stark hadn't stopped the nuclear warhead from going off in the first Avengers? Oh, what would the world look like? That's you know, stuff cool. like that,
1: huh? Okay, um, I have two more. I'm almost done. I promise. I just think these are all really cool questions to ask, and we haven't talked about this much. Um, do you think that? I feel like I'm giving an interview. You all, you all. I'm crossing my <laughs> legs right now, and I have a notepad <laughs> writing all these answers the way, down.
0: By the way, I was like, you know, we, we've been doing this for a little while. I'm going to try to see if I can interview someone for real, for real. So I sent in a request to Alex Ross. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, you I should. I've told you to talk about him before. He's a very famous comic book artist. Uh, he paints his pictures. Uh, they look very, very realistic. And um, I, I put in a request to see if I can interview him. Of course, his lackeys came back and said, no, nah, he's too busy. So... That was very disappointing. But I tried. <laughs> Maybe next time. We'll figure somebody yeah. out. We'll get it. I didn't think it was I didn't think it would work, but I tried. But Caleb is trying to please the listeners. You hear that,
1: guys? Caleb is a man of the people. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> um in this next phase, since we all Disney's acquisition of Fox is going to come full-fold really soon, like really, really soon. Um Do you think they're going to start introducing X-Men or Fantastic Four? Do you think there's ever going to be a movie where they're facing each other? What would be the way that you would like to see them introduced? And how do you think they're actually going to do it?
0: Oof! wow. What a question. Um, I think it's going to be several years before we see them because Marvel's already got their stuff planned out. And I think that it would be difficult to push them up sooner. In terms of how they're introduced, Fantastic Four is easy. Especially if you're going cosmic. They go into space, get hit by the rays or whatever. They get their powers. The tougher one is X-Men and mutants in general. Because there's something that's kind of always been around. In the comics, at least. And we haven't seen that at all in the movies. So I think it would be odd to say, oh yeah, they've always been here. What they could do... Is say that the fallout of Endgame, whatever it ends up being, assuming someone uses the uses the um, Gauntlet, that it creates something, it does something to humanity, and it creates an offshoot of them. I don't love that explanation. I what I, I don't know. It's 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 tough. What I kind of would like better is maybe in the next six or seven movies. In the background, we start hearing stuff, right? Okay. Maybe there's a news story saying, oh, these new powered people are starting to pop up. And as the movies go along, we hear more and more about it. They get their names, the mutants, build it that way in the background so that when it happens and we finally get a real movie, it doesn't feel super out of place. That kind of goes against what I want for an X-Men movie because <laughs> for an X-Men movie, I want a fully formed team that's been around for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm doing it this way is that's not really going to happen unless they retro it. Like they could put it in the next few movies and then say, you know, maybe there's flashbacks to like Avengers time. That's enough time for it to kind of become an issue and for the team to form. Yeah. Cause that would be like eight years or so, 10 years. Um, But it's tough. I, I really want, want it to be introduced gradually. I don't, Think that's what they're going to do. I think they're just going to introduce them at some point, and be like, "Hey, here we are."
1: I see. Would you like to hear my idea for this, or what I want to see happen? Yeah. So I think this would be really cool. I've been I've been giving this a lot of thought. I was thinking how you know how could the X Men jump into the Marvel movies where they're at right now, and I've I was thinking all these different ways how they could be thrown in there and what could be done. Where it wouldn't it be. Um, you know, anything would be undone or messed up. But then I thought, I'm thinking about this totally wrong, right? The X-Men don't need to be thrusted where they're in right now. This is what I would like to see. I would like to see kind of what they did with Captain Marvel, okay? Kind of go back in time. Show the X-Men, um, you know, maybe early 90s or something like that, start to evolve and have them remain like a secret society, Right? Have them remain as like an undercover team and then start to learn their abilities and go out and do these things. But they're also covering their tracks so people don't know about them. Maybe have it come up to, you know, 2015, 2016, something a little bit sooner. Uh, Something big happens. People find out about them. Slowly in the MCU movies, like you said, you start to hear about, you know, this other team, these mutants or something like that. And then finally, the X-Men and the Avengers Converge in the same movie Which causes a predicament And a confrontation between them Because they've both been around for so long But the Avengers had no idea the X-Men were around But the X-Men having Of course you know um, Professor X always knew the Avengers were around And that's why they tried to remain You know kind of under the radar
0: A little bit I actually really like that Um, Now that I think about it you could do that It would be a little weird that we hadn't heard but If the mutants in general aren't a large enough population that they're known yet, that could work, definitely. I don't think that's what they're going to do because of the way that Fox has handled X-Men thus far going through the different decades, especially with Dark Phoenix being set in the 90s. I don't think that's what they're going to do, but I think that's a great way to handle it.
1: I literally was thinking about that. And I was like, it's so good because even if you had, you know, even if something was happening and it was in a city or let's say a small town or something, Professor X has the ability to wipe people's memories. So it would make perfect sense that even if somebody saw them, they could kind of keep it under wraps. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about, it. I just thought that was a really cool way. I don't think they'll do it that way either. I think it's too much work. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. And last question, very last question. The big bad in phase four, if there is a big bad, do you think A, it'll be Not as big as Thanos. They'll kind of take a phase off a little bit from a super big threat. B, just as big as Thanos. Or C, do you think they're going to try to go even bigger than Thanos?
0: All right. My answer is a cop-out because I think they're not going to have one. Okay. And I think they shouldn't have one. Okay. I think that you've spent so much time building up to a big bad once it's over, you need some time to breathe. You need to go back to some individual stories. You can have big bads for those movies. You can have a movie end on a cliffhanger, but in terms of the entire universe, they need to take a break. Now, maybe that means they take a break for four years and then introduce it, basically like what they did with Thanos, because he wasn't (coughs) introduced until four years after the universe started. Yeah. That, That could totally work. What would I like to see? I... I almost don't want to see a big bad so much as major crossovers. Like, I would love to see a movie version of Secret Wars. Or maybe, um, so Marvel and the comics a lot of times, like Secret Wars, would do these crossover events where there's something happening and it brings together a whole cast of characters. I would like to see that in the movies. Think Avengers. Actually, think Civil War. That's actually kind of what I'm talking about, but on a bigger scale. Okay. Um. So like maybe Galactus is invading and it's not just the Fantastic Four, it's all of them. They come to defend it. Maybe the Annihilus wave uh, comes out and they go to defend it. I would like to see more team up and those types of movies rather than just a big bad.
1: Okay. My <clears throat> my answer is kind of, kind of a mixture of the two, right? In phase four, I kind of agree. I don't think they should have a big bad. This is what I would really like to see, okay? I would love to see several villains in different movies. You know, whoever the movies may be, Captain Marvel, um, Iron Man, Spider-Man, whatever it may be. I see where you're going with this. And have the heroes win, okay? in the entire Phase 4, obviously, the heroes win. And but the villains don't die in phase five. Bring back all the villains from phase four and have them team up like the Masters of Evil or the Sinister Six or something like that. That way you could have a through line from phase four and a phase five, and it didn't feel like phase four was just, uh, you know, healed. Let's give them. Let's give the fans this, so we can have time to figure out what we want to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting. I I have thought about that before. I think that that would be really cool to see. They haven't been killing as many villains recently, if you've noticed. They've started keeping a lot more alive, so that's definitely something that could be happening.
1: And I I don't know, I just, I want to see, we've seen a big bad, and we've seen several just bad, well, not bad villains, but good characters as villains, but I would really like to see a team of villains now to see how the Avengers, and even bringing in the Fantastic Four X-Men down the line, kind of interact together to defeat a team as opposed to just an individual.
0: Yeah, definitely on the same page with that one. Sweet. All right, that's all I got. All right, Jacob. Well, that was that and this is this. It's time for What You Been Up To. What You Been Up To. All right,
1: sweet, Caleb. Um, Again, like I said, I've not been up to much. I went to Gatlinburg with my friends this past weekend for spring break, uh, we did an escape room, which was awesome. That was super fun. I always love those. Um, other than that, I have not been up too much. I watched the Order O R D E R on Netflix. It's kind of like a um, a magical show. That it's really good, really interesting. Uh, and. I watched the most recent episode of Doomsday on the DC streaming service today.
0: Um, Doom Doomsday.
1: I, wow, Doomsday. Um, Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't know about that show. I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Have you watched any of it yet? No, I haven't. Okay, I just it's taken some really weird turns, and. I don't know if I like it. Part of me loves it. Part of me hates it. It's a love-hate <laughs> relationship. And I don't know. Well, I'm,
0: check I'm, out our series that we did last month, the love-hate relationship X-Men series. Do it.
1: <gasps> yes, Generation X. So it's, I'm interested it's the to see. best movie what...
0: ever. It's really great. Go watch it. You'll really <laughs> enjoy it. It's definitely worth your time. It's 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 free on YouTube. It's definitely a 10 out of 10 for all the movies that I've ever seen in my entire life. Generation X. First X-Men movie ever ever (laughs) the best um x-men in the 90s q Q
1: deadpool Deadpool. shouldn't you guys have more characters in here could the studio just not afford it um but yeah i'm interested to see what you think whenever you do watch it um yeah that's basically what i've been up to uh caleb what you been up to
0: (laughs) well i haven't been up to much either um i i was actually trying to think what i have been doing in I guess, real world stuff, like stuff that actually has to get done, cleaning and all that kind of stuff, yeah. watching random TV. I mean, Courtney and I watch Superstore and the Goldbergs every week, so I watch that. But the big thing I've been doing is uh, I started a new show on Netflix. A trailer came out for this show a few weeks ago, and I was like, okay, that's weird. I'm kind of into it. I want to <laughs> check it out when it comes out. And it, it did come out, and I have binged, like, 12 episodes of it, Um, and it's called Love, Death, and Robots. I saw that on there. I have not seen
1: a trailer or anything, and it looked a little weird just from the picture. All right,
0: let me go ahead and put this out there. We've we've kind of stopped doing not family-friendly warnings, but I, I kind of have to for this. This is definitely adult only in every sense of the word. It is very intense. It can at times be very gory. there's can be a lot of skin. Um, it is definitely not for kids. So at all. lots of language, not for kids.
1: What you're telling me is this is a good, genuine family movie.
0: Definitely. sit down with the whole fam, bring grandma <laughs> over, have her turn her hearing aids up to 11 Pop some popcorn. It, It'll be a great, great time. <laughs> awesome. I'll tell Mom
1: about that tonight and we'll get right on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but that said, I really like this show. <laughs> um, so what it is, is it's an anthology series, which means every single episode is completely different. They're not connected at all. Like Black Mirror. Um, e- like Black Mirror. Each one is animated, but even the animation style changes. You can go from realistic 3D CG to sort of kind of... Realistic 3D CG to completely 2D traditional style. The tones change. An early episode is really funny. And then you'll get to one of the ones I just watched last night, which is like cringe-inducing because it's very intense. Um, And it's really great. They range from like six minutes long up to like a full 20 minutes, uh, which is how I've been able to watch so many. It's really good. Um, I think Tim Miller is... Either one of the directors or one of the producers, which is the guy that did the first Deadpool. Um, and someone else, and I don't remember who it is, and he's a very famous person. And now that I can't remember, I have to look him up. Caleb. Because he's very famous. All right, so the program creator is Tim Miller. Um, and then, oh, who, who, hold on, David Fincher. If you know David Fincher, he's a... Very prolific uh, person in film. Um, He's done a lot of stuff. Let me pull up his filmography. Um, He's done things like Fight Club, Zodiac, The Social Network, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl. All really good movies. Um, So he's involved with it. So anyway, it's really good. I really enjoy it. Uh, If you want to ease yourself in, start on, I think it's episode two, called Three Robots. It's a funny one. Uh, because the others are very intense, and e- even the first episode, like, very gory, so.
1: And what what did you say it was called again? It's
0: called Love, Death, and Robots.
1: Alright, I'm writing that down, because I want to check that out.
0: Hmm. Well, is that all you've been up to, Caleb? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: okay, well, before we head out, in honor of this episode, because... As you guys will know, once this episode uh, comes out, you guys need to go check the Instagram. It'll be up before then. But uh, we have some uh, lovely pictures of uh, Super Serial up there that uh, will definitely be on there by the time this comes out. So, Caleb, I thought... I don't think we've done this before. We haven't done Thanos before, right?
0: Oh, no, no, I don't think so.
1: All right, Caleb. It's time for Super Cereal!
0: You're welcome. Caleb, in the left corner, weighing in at 100 pounds. (laughs) Jacob, (laughs) in the right corner, weighing in at 400 pounds. Ready? What? (laughs) Caleb, what do you think Thanos would eat for breakfast? All right, so... (laughs) My novelty, the novelty side of my brain said, easy. Captain Crunch puffs because they're different colored orbs like the Infinity Stones. So, okay. All right. Yes. Um, gems, whatever they are. That's where my first thought was. After that, I don't know. He seems like a pretty, pretty intense guy. Like he can kind of put up with whatever. So I really don't know. I mean, probably something kind of bland, like kicks." Like, it's got a little bit of flavor, but not too much. Hmm. Interesting. I, th- I think I've got Thanos pinned for breakfast.
1: You ready for this? Okay. So, yes, he wants to destroy half the universe. Sure. Some people might think that makes him a bad guy. But he's doing it to help the rest of the universe, so he has a soft spot.
0: Right? I know what this is going. I don't think you do.
1: You might, but I don't think you do. So, most soft people eat, you know, like I I think of my grandma as being, you know, kind of like a soft person. She likes oatmeal. So I thought, you know, a soft spot, but he also likes everything balanced. So what's the perfect breakfast? Obviously, Thanos is going to eat some cinnamon oatmeal with some sugar in it. But since he added sugar and he likes all things perfectly balanced, he's also going to add some apples in there to kind of level it out. You know, it's not healthy, but it's not not healthy. It's just there. (laughs) Like half the universe.
0: (laughs) Not where I thought you were going. Where
1: did you think I was going?
0: I thought you were going to say he snaps and half the things disappear. So he's going to pick Lucky Charms and he's going to make everything that's not the marshmallows disappear.
1: I'm not, Caleb, I'm not even <laughs> lying to you. I literally thought of that beforehand. I was like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was thinking, I was looking on my phone beforehand and I was like, what's some well-balanced breakfast meals? And I said, Lucky Charms. Those one things are disgusting. Those other things are really good. <laughs> I thought about that. He could do that too. But I don't know. He just... He seems like he's got that soft spot in his heart, so I was like, oatmeal. Plus, I mean, look at his figure. You know, he keeps his figure, so oatmeal, I Oh, mean. yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah?
0: Yeah, I- I'm with you.
1: Right. I'm with you. Sweet. Sweet. Um, Cuz Olds does not sponsor oatmeal at all,
0: just so you guys know. Just. But if but if you want us to, we'll gladly accept your money. Oh. We make no money off of this. Easily. In fact, we, we spend money to do
1: this. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we will for the people. We'll do it no matter what. We got you guys. <laughs> but um, you know who else probably eats oatmeal with cinnamon sugar and maybe some apples? I believe we're talking about Taylor Poole. I am definitely talking about Taylor Poole. Taylor Poole wrote the intro music to this, and we love it so much. He did a lot of work. It's fantastic. You guys should check him out on the internet at taylorpoolemusic.com. That's T A Y L O R p-o-o-l-e
0: also please check out our friends over on the cnc power hour on twitch where they stream magic the gathering on sundays as well as video games throughout the week do i know what they're streaming right now no i don't but check them out anyway does it matter no because it is awesome (laughs) also please take the time to check out our website where you can find all of our episodes and information about us Jacob, I need you to send me a picture of yourself doing something funny so I can put it up on the website and write a blurb about you because I keep saying I'm going to do that, and I just haven't. All right,
1: I have a Deadpool mask and a Green Arrow outfit. I will mix the two, send you a great picture.
0: But how are they supposed to see your face? Caleb, just...
1: Okay, okay. I have a... Nope, that's also a mask. You know, (laughs) we will
0: figure it out. Anyway, check back on the website to see what Jacob finds. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to CuzWare Nerds. Stay up to date with all the nerdy news and podcast drops by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also leave us comments and feedback at Nerds at gmail.com. That's C-U-Z-W-E-R-E-N-E-R-D-S at gmail.com. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll see you next week, and as always... Stay nerdy. My throat feels like it's going to die.
1: Interesting fact, right before we started recording, I thought, you know, I'm a little hungry. It's going to take about an hour to record. I'm going to eat a bean burrito that I had left over from Taco Bell. So, I go down to the kitchen. I heat my bean burrito up. A minute, you know, takes about a minute. I come upstairs. You invite me to the online you know so we can talk i take a bite of it as i'm joining i bone the entire top of my mouth <laughs> and the beans like stick to my throat i got tortilla wrapping around my throat and i'm like this is not good i'm gonna die and i have to try to talk in a second and it feels like i just ate a spoonful of peanut butter but it wasn't it was beans <laughs>
0: but that's funny
1: that bean burrito was delicious. But my mouth's still very hot. <laughs> Is it worth it? Um, you know?
0: Yes. But Jacob, what did it cost?
1: Everything. <laughs>
0: boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my throat feels like I was yelling all night at a concert, and I wasn't, so that's concerning. <laughs> well, you, you should... Man,
1: that's pretty serious.
0: You should get that looked at. Yeah, I hope I'm not getting sick. Uh, you could be dying. Probably, I mean... Between getting sick and dying, it's probably dying. Statistically.
1: I mean you're right though. What? Boom boom. <laughs> I'm just gonna start doing that after everything.
0: <laughs> oh no. You're like Zach. You gotta say, Got him after
1: everything. Uh, calling him out. Caleb.
0: So rude. Yes. Listeners, I need all of you to gang up on Zach and tell him to stop saying got him. No,
1: no, no. no. On second thought, if you're listening to this still after an hour and 18 minutes, one, I commend you, two, thank you, three, go (laughs) to the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, preferably Facebook, and I want you guys to post on our wall, got him. If we can get 50 (laughs) people to post got him, I will post a really funny video that I don't know what it is, but I will. If nobody does it, I'll just cry in my corner.
0: (laughs) Like he does every Friday.
1: It's up to you guys. We have (laughs) to get Zach. We have to got him.
0: I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. Felt dirty. Mm, It was dirty. Time to go shower. Me too. Bye. Bye, everybody.